You guys, I cannot believe we are at this important moment in We Ship It history. It is time for Ron and Hermione. That's right. Today we are continuing our celebration of Harry Potter's birthday with this special couple. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And welcome to We Ship It, the podcast where two best friends and our occasional guests or guests get together (laughs) to judge whether or not we ship our favorite and not so favorite literary movie, TV, or any other couple of any other time. We do them all. Yes, we do. And as we said, today we are venturing further into the wizarding world because, you know, Harry Potter's birthday is coming up or at this point will have already come up. Um, And we're discussing Ron and Hermione. Lots of people who grew up with this series um, and watch these movies have their opinions on this. Even the Queen JK herself. So we need to dive into it. And I I actually don't know Noah and Josephine's feelings on Ron and Hermione. So I'm excited to really dive into this. Same. And we're going to get to them very shortly. And whether you think Hermione should have been with Ron or Harry, we want to hash it out. (laughs) Correct. But before (laughs) we do that, we need to introduce our guests. So today we have Noah and Josephine Slater with us. Yes. Welcome to the show. So I have known Noah. What's it been like? Two years now? We've been doing a lot of work together. Yeah. So it's been super exciting. We do really awesome work together. And today we're meeting Josephine, who's his sister, who is apparently a really avid Harry Potter fan. So I'm excited to talk with you, Josephine, because so am I. It's going to be great. So welcome (laughs) to the show, you guys. Yes, absolutely. We're excited to have you both join us. And before we get into our questions, we need to give our classic spoiler alert. If you haven't read or watched any HP, beware that we will be going into some plot details. Yep. So, I mean, if you care about that, probably don't listen any further. If you don't, go for it. Uh, And without further ado, let's get into our brief summary. And it's very brief, so I apologize. We first meet these two at their first year at Hogwarts where Ron and Hermione, they, you know, they don't get along too well. Um, They meet Harry on the train and it's kind of great because they all become like quick friends, but Ron and Hermione, not so much. She's a bit too brainy and showy offy for Ron. At least that's the way Ron says it. And Ron sometimes isn't so nice to her in the first book and second book. Um, But eventually after, you know, they save her from the troll in the bathroom and they go through all these trials to acquire the Sorcerer's Stone. They form a close friendship with Harry and even with each other, even though they still have their little moments. Um, And they kind of become this golden trio throughout the entire Harry Potter series. Over the years, these two stick up for each other at all times, even though they're they are constantly bickering. We all know that. That's a Ron and Hermione trait we'll talk about. Um, and as jealousies arise in the Goblet of Fire, Ron and Hermione start to realize that feelings are developing between them. Hermione realizes it much sooner than Ron, but that's this is also how it very goes. True. Uh, however, Neither really know how to act upon their feelings. And it isn't until the Half-Blood Prince that they both reveal their feelings after a brief period of falling out. Um, although not an official couple just yet, everyone kind of knows something is going on between these two. And they later join Harry on his quest to defeat Lord Voldemort. During this trek, they grow together, but also apart as Ron 
Ron, decides to leave the group out of anger and doubt. Upon regrouping with Harry and Hermione, they set out to finish what they started. During the Battle of Hogwarts, they solidify their relationship with a kiss. And after the defeat of Voldemort, settle down and enjoy their happiness and love together. And with that, let's get talking. So, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> that was a long, a long little spiel there. But let's talk about what we think about Ron and Hermione. We and I want you guys to feel pieces. super. There's a lot that goes on. Yes. And feel big pieces. We do. But feel super able to be honest about your feelings. <laughs> okay. So the first question, um, first impressions are sometimes a big deal, right? I, first of all, do you agree with that? And then let's chat about Ron's first impression of Hermione. Uh, here's a quote. Whatever house I'm in, I hope she's not in it. How does this set the tone of their relationship from the very start? Um, honestly, I kind of like that their first, um, as a reader anyway, that their first um, interaction is very juxtaposed. Um <laughs> Because nothing about their relationship is ever boring in these books, which I love. Um, with the first impression thing, to be honest, as much as like a big deal, like hypothetically it can be because you can kind of frame somebody mentally a certain way. Right. I don't see it as being a huge thing as they're both like 11. <laughs> right. They're so young. <laughs> um, I don't know. Noah, do you have any thoughts? Um, I really think that I think first impressions are important because you do everyone remembers that one person in elementary school or whatever that or middle school that was super annoying. <laughs> sometimes you meet them again and then they're completely different or whatever. And it is a little different because they were friends much sooner. They were like 13 and they became closer. Right. People change. People change. For sure. Yeah. I hope but it's I think not it, too big a deal because one of my best friends used to hate me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it happens to all of us. But I think it's important to discuss, like, to, to mention that, like, oh, they are very young and, like, guys and girls aren't the most mature at this age. So it's, nope. it's just, like... It's interesting, though, to see how Ron takes it and then how he's kind of rude to her. I yeah. think maybe and I might be wrong in saying this, but maybe it's because he kind of has a crush on her and he's just like, ew, like cooties. Like he doesn't know Gross. how to deal with it at 11 years old. So I think that <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like a cute thing. But I think you do see it set the tone for the rest of their I agree. And I think I think kids at this age and even teenagers kind of focus on like that one thing that kind of bugs them. So for here, it's her braininess and her like she just wants to ex show everyone that she knows everything um and that kind of just like pushes him the wrong way um yep so that's what he focuses on and it's not like who she is as a person it's just that oh she wants to be a brain like a brainiac um but i love the she grows on you aspect of their relationship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's not instant in fact they aren't even friends with her for a large chunk of the first novel um but they grow up together and they grow on each other through their, their, their trials and everything. And they begin to accept each other, their flaws and their strengths as well through that, For sure. uh, which I think is really cool. For sure. And I think it's different than the hate to love trope because they're not enemies. They're just no, sort no, of no. like... They They're just, just vaguely dislike each other. Yeah, it's more of like a little like it's, it's a mutual dis dis like I don't know. It's yeah, a like a tension petty, actually. <laughs> yeah, tension, it's a petty tension. tension, and then that tension becomes a different kind of tension later. So that's good. Um, mm. But before we just we go into too much there, Devin, 
Next question. Yep. So over the course of the series, these two argue a lot. A lot. Is it healthy? And does it make them a stronger couple or do you think that it exposes their cracks? Doing is extremely healthy for relationships when it's done well. Yes. So I think arguing done well is very good for a relationship. Do you think it's done well here? Hmm. I think it can't be said that Ron and Hermione don't communicate. (laughs) Yes. Communication is a big issue with these two. I think the main reason they argue is like their two biggest like individual, like their flaws and motivations is they're kind of at an impasse a lot of the time because Ron has this whole like insecurity kind of thing going where he feels like the need to like prove himself almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's constantly searching for like attacks on his character And Hermione has, like, this pride going where she also feels the need to prove herself, but in, like, a different way. Like, she, like, even when she's first introduced in the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone or whatever, like, the first thing she talks about is how she feels the need to catch up because her parents are muggles. And I feel like that kind of, they both have this kind of rivalry almost because, like. She kind of overcompensates for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then Ron's like the opposite reason, right? Is he has all these expectations because of who his family is, you know? Yeah, and, and I think... He, oh, go ahead, Noah. I think he probably feels kind of swamped a little bit. Like, if you had all of these um, siblings that they all kind of look the same, they all are, you know, they don't have a lot of money. Um, and so he feels like he's just another Weasley, you know? Ah, right. Weasley, like the brunt know? of the family. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. really sad. Like, that's one of the insecurities with Ron. We'll, that get to we'll talk about that much later. But at the same time, like, they're arguing. I think they do it well at points and they do it really, really badly at points as well. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'll talk about more. When I was young, I first read the series very young. And these two, especially because I was also reading fan fiction, um, <laughs> these two were my favorite. I was like, yes, Ron and Hermione. Reading it again as an older person this past year has been weird for me because I still love them, still ship it. I'm going to just say it now because you can all probably guess. Um, but I think we all know her feelings yeah, towards this couple. Yeah, but it was different. It was like, where did I see these sparks? Because a lot of what they are is arguing, but that's not mm-hmm. always a bad thing. Like I've known couples who argue a lot who are very healthy because they communicate well. It's like it creates a tension, kind of? but, it, yeah. but it also, mm-hmm. apart from that tension, like it gives you a space to like communicate your feelings and thoughts thoughts a little bit which is really good um and then but but then there are times like when ron just like abandons them both yes the middle of the seventh book it's like that was not a great argument there you guys like you could have done that better and you also didn't listen to each other or hear each other out so i think it just depends on the argument with them and i think they learn over time how to deal with it because after that hermione like freezes him out for a long time and is like, mm-hmm. you can never do that to me again. And that I respect. Setting those boundaries, love it. Um, but yeah, really, moving on. Oh, go ahead. I, just really quick. I really think that when we're talking about arguments, um, the difference between a healthy and a non-healthy argument is, is the goal in your argument to beat the other person, to make them feel lesser. Right. Versus trying to explain yourself and get the other person to understand and through that it's anger. Correct. I think that um, 
they have at times they have both of those because they're growing up and they're figuring out you have to learn how to argue. Yeah, you really do. And do it well, like yeah. do it to a point that it's not it has angry. A purpose. Yeah, that it has a purpose that it's not angry. Okay, so the next question we have is their romantic relationship takes some time to stir, but we get whiffs of it in the Goblet of Fire, especially around the Yule Ball time. Immediately, Ron gets jealous of Hermione's taking with Victor Crumb. Does this create romantic tension? And do you have ill feelings towards Ron for his treatment toward Hermione here? Um, because as a guy, I understand that feeling of, oh, crap, this girl who I've thought of as a friend. Man, she's actually really pretty. And... <laughs> <laughs> um totally thinking about her in a different way. And I think it really threw him for a loop. Right. And um, yeah. And I think he was just trying to deal with that. I think he's also at that point in the goblet of fire where he's getting to that age where he actually notices girls mm -hmm. much more so than he does um, in the other, um, mm -hmm. uh, which is why he's so infatuated with uh, Bobaton. Right. Uh, right. We do yeah. see that start to happen too, where Harry and Ron are like, Girls? <laughs> yeah. um, I actually, I was rereading the chapter in which that happens. And something kind of funny I found was actually like the other like students, like friends or whatever, Ron and Hermione, when they find out that she's going with Crumb, they also are very surprised. Yes. They're like, he's like, I need to ask a girl. And they're like, so you haven't asked Hermione yet? Like, why? Like, everybody's expecting the two of them to go, which I feel like is really funny. It's great. It's like literally everyone ships them, including their other friends. But they don't realize it till way they late. they don't realize it. They very much have, like, funny sitcom parent vibes. I agree with that. And, like, the thing about it is I think this is what it takes for Ron to admit to himself that he has feeling for it because they've been like stirring, but some guys, at least in my opinion, actually some people in general, um, don't know how to react and read their feelings very well. And so I don't think he was reacting and reading his feelings very well previously because he's young and also because he didn't know how to communicate mm -hmm. his feelings. And this is the thing that set off like, Oh, maybe I do have feelings for her. The problem with Ron is that he's a little slower to um, moving to action after this because he still has trouble communicating his feelings once he realizes it. We don't see him like appropriately communicating his love for her probably till the end of the sixth book, like the very I, yeah. end. <laughs> to be completely honest, I'm not sure if Ron knows why he was so bothered by Hermione going with her. He like when he's justifying it to like Harry and Hermione, right. it's almost like he's explaining it more to himself than he is to them. It's like, well, he's like the enemy. I it's like it, he's with the enemy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Iconic. It really is an iconic thing. <laughs> he bashes into poor Neville right before then. I know. Poor Neville's like, just in the way. Like, what did Neville do other than be nice to people? Just in general, Neville's in the way. And I feel bad because he's one of the best characters, in my opinion. Oh, um, yeah. For sure. Devin, welcome back, friend. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you missed the discussion, but include what are your thoughts on this? He's so like, I don't I'm even a, know. Oh, that's okay. So I'm not a... I'm I, I'm actually a big fan of the romantic tension here. Me too. Um, it's what really starts to make Ron realize 
that he wants yep. something more with Hermione. Like we were like, just talking about this. It's my favorite thing, but he doesn't act on it afterwards. Yeah. Either way, it, but. but it also just makes Ron look like almost a sourpuss in a way. Yeah, he does. Um, he had his chance to ask her to the Yule Ball and he blew it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like really badly. Like there was an opportunity and he let it pass. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a little possessive of Hermione in a way here. Yep. Um, and starts to hate his favorite Quidditch player of all time because he's courting her. Like, that's just weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little he, harsh. I think he, at this point, he was really trying to um, understand and prove himself. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't even, he wasn't confident enough in himself. So then he couldn't be confident to ask Hermione out in the first place. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a little harsh, but Hermione is also jealous of the attention that Ron gives the Fleur Delacour. Um, so it's kind of like that same, like, oh, you, you're interested in him, so I'm going to, like... <laughs> yeah, I'm also she, interested in like, she's else. pretty much only with Crumb, I feel like, because she wants to make Ron jealous a little bit. Yep. I think I there's like a she, little bit of that fangirliness in her as well, even though she won't admit true. it. Like, I think there's a little bit of that, like, oh, someone actually finds me, like, finds me... Because yeah. let's be honest, like, Hermione in the movies is way too attractive for uh, Hermione in the books. The um, glow up that canonically happens in the books, <laughs> not at all in the movie. Like, she is, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Emma Watson is way too beautiful for Hermione, although she does her beautifully well. Um, mm-hmm. She's just the reason they beautiful. had to tease her hair. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, so. Uh, there's just that kind of little bit of banter between them throughout, but no, I do enjoy the little bit of romantic tension that we have here. Mm -hmm. Moving on to number four, how do these two help balance each other out? And where do you see it play out in their relationship? Um, Bluntly, one is really smart in um, emotions and like just book smarts and the other is not. (laughs) wow well so the thing that i love and like yes you put it bluntly i'll put i'll push back because like there are times where i can get a little ron haiti too but hermione is so smart and ron is so at least in the beginning this changes in his personality he's so like loyal and like Mm -hmm. strong Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like seeing the two of them come together because they're completely different is like really, really enjoyable for me. And that's why I think they balance each other out because Hermione's very plan and not do. And Ron is very do and not plan. She's very book knowledge and a bit too serious. Whereas Ron allows that more fun, lighthearted out of people. Ron is really funny and sassy kind of. He is. It's great. (laughs) I like... Uh, definitely. And also, like, I feel like Hermione has that insecurity, especially with, like, muggle-born status or whatever. Right. Right. That, like, Ron is very, like, protective of her. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's a really cute aspect of the relationship. I think if right. we were to sum up their relationship, we would say they don't fully get together until they are both overcome their own insecurities. Right. So also very true. They don't officially become a couple until after they're able to overcome their insecurities. That yeah. is very true. Which and is, I think that that might be why they don't get together early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both a little emotionally stilted, like both of them. Or they, 
they don't really process their emotions in the like healthiest way i would say <laughs> i feel like <laughs> maybe <laughs> there's a little bit of repression and ignoring problems and blaming other people that kind right. of thing i think they both do no i was just gonna say that i think some people see that as really unhealthy because i've had i've at, at least in the past couple of years had a lot of people like actually commenting on this, which is strange, but like commenting on the fact that like Ron and Hermione are actually not a good couple because they're like, you know, really bad to or bad for one another. And Hermione's so much better than Ron. And like, I've heard these things mm. coming out and I'm like, I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, like, I think that they yeah, were so 13. young. Yeah, they were young and like working things out. Like I was not a picture perfect, like able right. to handle conflict person at this age. And I think right. I think that in the end, like you were saying, Noah, they really they really do go through a lot of struggle and figure out like how to deal with it better. Like it just it takes them dealing with their insecurities first before they can do that. Yeah. Um, and Hermione just lived her life through her books but ron helps her like relinquish attention and add more spirit and joy to to her life um right. and through her intelligence and drive it encourages ron to become a better version of himself he's like oh i can through her like encouragement i can be more than what i am i can i can try out for quidditch something that i've always wanted to do i can like do these things because someone else is supporting me. I never had that person in the background telling me like, yes, you can do that. And she right. like gives them that kiss on cheek is like, Oh wow. I guess I, I yes. can do this. Like, <laughs> yes, I think they empower each other to be a little bit more what they're not, which Correct. is the fulfillment of each of them. So like Hermione, she, you know, she kisses him on the cheek when he has that really good idea. And I think you see it, too, with Ron, where he's just like, you're so brilliant. Like, there are just moments <laughs> where it's so just like, that's so cute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, did you guys have anything else to add on that one? I just think that they bring up confidence in each other. I think that's a really important thing with them. Because yeah. I argue that they both aren't confident people, even like in the beginning, even mm -hmm. though any portrays confidence i think it's all false because yep. she's hiding behind what she thinks she can know and what she knows and is not able to uh be um as confident in who she is personally and ron right. is the same way but for a different reason he's that way because um he's just another one of many people and i think even in his family because if you look in there every time you're at the borough or anything it's always hectic and like everyone yeah. and so i wonder just and this isn't a comment on all big families because it's different but there is um it's much easier for big families to um not be able to give as much time to each kid yeah mm -hmm. and for so sure. uh it's just much harder to do just by sheer numbers yeah um, and so i feel like ron growing up probably didn't have as much um, individual time with mm. his parents or whatever. And so compared to like an only child or um, right. smaller family, Absolutely. Uh, it probably just feels like another sibling, you know, and even when he gets into Gryffindor, he really wants to, cause he wants to do well for his family. Ron. But he also um, with that also said, he's just another Gryffindor Weasley, you know? Yep. 
Yeah. That's very that's true. true. Doesn't he, doesn't yes. the hat say, oh, another Weasley, I know what to do with you. Like, yes. Not, I don't remember if that's just the movies. Yes, he lives in like the precedent already set for him by his mm-hmm. siblings. And I think that sometimes when he doesn't fit quite into the mold, it makes him feel a little bit like insufficient, which is really mm-hmm. sad. Which is what we're going to get to next. this next question. Great segue. <laughs> it was a good segue. <laughs> Let's address Ron's biggest fear. His constant doubt of his place in other people's hearts. His insecurity comes into play when he works to destroy the locket and hears Harry and Hermione professing their love, which what a scene in the movie. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, A very weird and steamy scene. We love to see it. Okay, so the question is, how do Ron's insecurities play a role in their relationship? This is where I have some issues with Ron. I like this raw nature to him and it's fine for characters to have flaws. Like I'm okay with this, but his doubts and fears really play a role in his relationship with with Harry and Hermione. Um, We see this way back in book two where Ron shows his first jealous tendencies when Hermione Gox is at Gilderoy Lockhart. Um, Mm -hmm. And then again with Victor Crumb and the Goblet of Fire. And then finally the seventh with um, Cormac Mc, uh, McLaggen. McLaggen. Yeah. So he consistently feels that he is Which, not. He's good the worst. Cormac is McLaggen the worst. <laughs> is the worst character in the entire series. Changed my mind. So he consistently feels like he's not good enough for her in the same way that he's kind of like, as Noah was already stating, like he's been under the radar in his own family as well. Um, so, and that is where I have issues with him. I, like I said, I love the brokenness to him. Mm-hmm. but I wish he'd grow more over time with this flaw. I feel like we get in the seventh one, he, he has to face it, but I, I don't know. It just feels like it's too abrupt, like it's not yeah, no. gradual. Yeah. It's like, like it's like we, we spend seven books with this insecurity and it takes the last book for him to overcome it. It just feels like it's too much weightiness on him. Um, and it really impacts his relationship with Hermione, which we already talked about. Like that's how he is able to finally accept that he is good enough for her. Right. I feel like a lot of Ron's self worth is dependent on other people Correct. and how they see him, which is yeah. not healthy. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I feel like it's only after like the real like thing that kind of kickstarts his maturity is when he's actually like away from the group for a while Um, because he has to kind of grapple with things on his own and what he's able to do and stuff is no longer dependent on other people. It's not around them. It's like he's gone solo. I don't know. For sure. For sure. I think it's a really important time for him. And what I love is that he can't get back and he's trying to. And I think it would have been a bad thing for him to get right back because he wouldn't have been able to express. I think he needed time to like really understand who he is and why he thinks the way he does. And then when he comes back and he has to kill the Horcrux, it's like the final thing to bury his insecurity. And it's just such an arc. I just freaking love it. Is It is such a, it is a really good arc. Like, I'm not going to downplay it, but like it just feels like it's, it's so negative. Well, it negatively. And J.K. Rowling afterthought. Yeah, it negatively impacted Hermione a lot. Is the problem? I think yeah, we see like it we destroys see more, her. And yeah, we <laughs> see no, there weren't a lot of repercussions for that for Ron. No, like no, there weren't. He kind of got the easy. It's way sad out because we <laughs> we see more of like Hermione's side to it because we don't mm-hmm. follow Ron when he mm-hmm. leaves. 
And I think that's why it makes us kind of angry at him because we see what she goes through and it's literal devastation. Yeah. And, and like, I think we, I think we'll get more to this later on as well. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's okay. I'm just no, going you're good, it. but. But with Ron, know. yeah, he doesn't get enough consequences for it. That I'll agree with. But at the same time, he is young and grappling with his insecurities. So mm-hmm. I understand it. Hermione in no way owes him to get back together with him. But I think that she works through it with him, which yep. is what she wanted to do. So, uh, cool. okay. Moving on. Yep. Which question are <laughs> Number we on? six. Oh. Do you think Ron and Hermione were the right fit or would somebody else... Harry, maybe, have been better for her. Devin! What is the ship name for Harry and Hermione that people call It him? doesn't exist, therefore it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is, and I, I, is, is Hermione? Hermione? Is Remi- Ron Hermione? Ron Miney or something? I don't know. If, I don't the, know. Shipping, the shipping details were not very good back then. I mean, we just mm-hmm. had fan fiction and Tumblr and no clear communication amongst the shippers. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, does both of those, by the way. Okay, you don't have to out me like this. No. <laughs> oh, you still do? Listen, good. I should too. I'm going to get back on Tumblr ASAP after this episode. <laughs> Yeah. But so what do you guys think about this before I give my rant? Okay. So people I I don't ship Hermione and Harry at all, at all, like romantically. Could you put siblings on this show? Because I feel like Harry and Hermione are sibling material. Sibling dynamic. I agree. Even that scene in the movie when they're dancing and all that, like it's that's their sibling to me. Yeah. Yes. Also, I just Harry and Hermione having a romantic relationship, just looking at this from like um, what's interesting to read mm-hmm. and to watch or whatever develop. It's not that interesting because the, they, Harry doesn't have the emotional difficulties that Ron has, <laughs> but he also doesn't like challenge Hermione in any way, like particularly. So they just kind of would continue to do what they've already done, like develop that more, but there would be no contention, no conflict, which I mean, could be a good thing hypothetically, but less interesting. Yeah. They're kind of just there. Harry's the boy. Harry's the brother that brings in the ice cream when Harry, when Hermione's going through the breakup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what they're doing. (laughs) And I think we talked about this on our Harry and Ginny episode yesterday. If it were Harry and Hermione, it'd be the traditional like protagonist and main girl get together like i think it was different that we hear like the two best friends the two sidekicks get together and the protagonist gets the sidekicks little sister (laughs) it was like it's an interesting (laughs) twist and but even if that wasn't the case like i also think ron and hermione are the right fit because even if their relationship isn't perfect because what relationship is perfect um Harry and Hermione just don't have it. And they discussed this, I'm pretty sure, at some point. Like, like someone asks her, like, not There's Harry. There's no chemistry. Yeah, it just isn't there. And I think Harry, like, his interests in women is a little bit different <laughs> than <laughs> Hermione's character type. <laughs> so it's just, like, mm-hmm. interesting to watch, like, people struggle with that idea. Because I think, and they said this yesterday, um, the Harry Hermione thing, I think, came about when people just watched the movies. Yeah, because the movies didn't the do movies. a great job of Harry Ginny development. Yep. Um, but the books do a much and they better kind of job. hardcore pushed the Harry and Hermione. Like they created scenes for these two that didn't happen yeah. in the books. Like in the, in the third one, when the the bats like, fly over them and they're all yes. sitting, it's all peaceful. 
Yep. Yeah, that was something about now, the movies that I just wasn't a fan I of. Remember. I don't. How long ago was it between the movies and the books? They like, were pretty oh. in sync. Oh, you mean uh, like between each other? I was mistaken. They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the movie was made five years before. You know. Well, so it... the 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 book was written in the nineties, and then yeah. the first movie came out like a significant, maybe couple of years. Yeah, two thousand one, and then from there, it was like I remember going to like premiere parties for the book, and then like within a couple of within a year or two you would have the movie coming out yeah so it they wasn't fairly, like they, fa- they caught up fairly quickly so did they yeah. know when they made the movies though which would make sense why they would put those scenes in because the directors and writers i'm not sure i don't think they did there. because i think i remember reading something about how all the actors were reading the seventh book like while they were on set for like the sixth movie or something mm-hmm. so i think it was coming out pretty quickly as the books were um yeah. It's Which the is only a good point. Disbenefit of having two yeah. Gen Z people. In, That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but as no your guests. Devin and I can provide the clarity. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I agree that Ron and Hermione were the better fit, hands down. I might sound a little bit judgy in this discussion, um, but there's no doubt that they work better than Harry and Hermione. And when I was younger, I thought it was meant to be with Harry, but as no. I matured. I saw I that these two. I, <laughs> uh, I see that these two were the much better choice, even if J.K. tries to revoke it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they yeah. just, they like we said, they balance yeah. each other out, and it makes sense. J.K., don't second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <laughs> Devin. Right on your oh, go own ahead. fandom, either. <laughs> I was just gonna right. say. Um, also, by like making Hermione and Harry's relationship romantic, it completely undermines that awesome friendship they develop as well. Yep. Yes. Siblings. Yeah. They're so. siblings. Yes. Are they both? Are they both only child? If you don't count Dudley. Yes. I think so. I think they are. Yeah. Which is interesting for both of their developments. Yep. And then, so Devin kind of has that only child. <laughs> Yes, she does. And so that's another thing is they have that similar experience. And I think Ron and Hermione really balance each other out in that way, too. Wow, we're just coming up with all of this evidence. You could send this to J.K. Rowling and say, be confident. It's fine. They're great. <laughs> all right. Moving on to our next question. What are your favorite and not so favorite moments between these two? And they can come from the movie, the book, whatever. But what are some of your favorite moments? Okay, so my favorite moment between these two, and it's not like a particularly romantic moment or anything. I just think it's kind of a good indicator of what makes them a good couple. And it's from the fourth the fourth book, and it's right after Malfoy has been turned into a ferret. <laughs> yes. And it is so funny because like Hermione's like continuing to talk and Ron's like, shh, no, be quiet. And she's yes. like, what? He goes, I need to mentally implant this forever into my brain. Yes. <laughs> into my memory. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> and I feel like it just has that comedic kind of like she's a little more serious. He's funny. They bring out like the good in each other kind of mm-hmm. just natural dynamic without the tension and conflict. That 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 yeah. was my favorite moment between the two of them. I love when he's in the hospital 
Are you going to say what I (laughs) Yes. When he's in the hospital and he's like not really aware and he's like with Lavender and she's like in the hospital and then he's like calling for Hermione's name. Lavender. Oh my God. It's the best because it's his subconscious coming out and we know Ron cannot communicate very well his feelings. So this is the first moment that his subconscious has let slip to Hermione. Mm -hmm. You're the one that I prefer. And she's like, Yes. You, okay. <laughs> you know the TikToker um, Shanice Williams. She does the Potter parodies. Yep. No. Oh, actually, I you do. Know who yes. It is? Yeah, yeah. She's the one with the big eyes. For all yep. The- yep. Yep. I love the way she does the scene because she just totally does the emotion behind it, but like set like says what people know yep. actually going on. She's like Ron doesn't just say Hermione. He's like Hermione. She's not Hermione. just a snack. She's a whole dang meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my. Okay. What are your guys' favorites? So, mine, actually, well, no. Do you want to go first? I was going to say the same thing, Stephanie. Oh, you're going to say the same, the Freudian slip? Freudian? Is it right? Freudian? Freudian, that's the right. Yeah. All right. Fruity slip. Fruity slip. (laughs) Um, So, mine, my first one before they even start the relationship, I love when Ron sticks up to Draco. and he does that like eat slugs spell and it backfires the jinx and it, <laughs> and it backfires. And then like he stands up because he calls her a mudblood. So like he's doing the right thing. Uh, he's sticking up for one of his friends. And then he has to like pay the consequences for sticking up for it. Like that just shows like his. Um, yeah, like his dedication or his love. Not, not really love at the moment, but like his feelings towards her he really wants to support her no matter what mm-hmm. even if it means puking out slugs um hermione's peck on the cheek 12, which is interesting what was that yeah he does he that realized when, when he was like 12 which yep. is cool um but hermione's peck on the cheek before his big quidditch match that's a cute scene mm. too and when they're falling asleep with their um when they're holding hands and the last one that's cute i love it all oh my god um but we could go on forever so let's move on to the next question yes uh when ron leaves in deathly hallows we've talked about this pretty pretty you know a lot so we'll just add a little bit but um hermione's obviously devastated you can see this um what did this do to their relationship and in what ways did this reveal things about ron and hermione how do you think they grew after this um, after this kind of huge break in their relationship. I felt like this was a necessary confrontation mm-hmm. about Ron's emotional maturity. You yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just felt like before it was kind of looked over or ignored or pushed aside. And for once it's like, no, you can't just, you know. And when Hermione like lays into him, you know, I feel like oh. that. Yes. One of my favorite moments. Much deserved laying into, by yes, the way. Yes, <laughs> 100%. Um, and I, I don't know. We kind of talked about this before, but it's like we said, him dealing with his insecurities. He had to leave to learn that. And when he yeah. comes back, it's very like the way it impacts their relationship is it sets the boundary for him. That oh, yeah. If you ever do this again, like we can't do this. essentially. Yeah. And I think that's like, really important. Yeah. Like Ron has to change for this relationship to continue. And that is established. Like she's not going to put up with your emotional baloney anymore. Thank you very much. (laughs) You tell him girl. It also just (laughs) reveals like how much they need each other Mm -hmm. without Ron in the group. Harry and Ron, uh, Harry and Hermione kind of succumb to their like gloominess. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to 
progress further in their quest for the horcrux. When you horcruxes. take out the comic relief. Yeah, right. There's, There's no, no comedy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no relief. Um, so, but she runs after him and she's just destroyed. She's utterly heartbroken. Um, Which is why Harry brings her the ice cream, you know? Yeah, again. (laughs) (laughs) And But he learns that he needs to grow up and accept the fact that Hermione loves him and him alone. And there's this huge growth from this break. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like we said, Hermione just gives it back to him. (laughs) Yeah, she does. She's not afraid. I do remember the first time I read this book and the scene where he puts the, uh, the... protection spell but the, the between the two mm-hmm. oh, yeah scenes where it's like you remember like you get your brain like you're there in the book and doesn't harry have her moments. wand at this time too so she's like where's my wand yeah. i want it like give it to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i need to give do something to him <laughs> all right moving on yep. let's talk about their kiss what happens in this moment between ron and hermione it's different in the book versus the movie so what is the significance of that difference as well. Oh, I love their kids. I <laughs> can't. I mean, the movie doesn't do it very well, I'm going to be honest. But Not just the, Yeah, they don't. But just the fact that it happens, like, with the clattering of the, what are they called, basilisk fangs. And, mm-hmm. like, she's like, you're so... Like, he had a brilliant moment. And that's, like, kind of where it comes from. I don't think that's really portrayed in the it's movie. The thing, no, they right? do it differently. She says, let's go free the house elves during the battle. Of Hogwarts. Correct. And oh, is that so? Am I talking about the movie? Now I'm all confused. The movie's the one where they they destroy the cup. Yeah, of, and then um, she kisses him. Like yeah. they survive, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah." It's- yeah, we're talking about yes. When when Ron finally like admits that Hermione's passions are important, so I see like the significance between both of Correct. them, but I don't see. And I guess like Rupert Grant and Emma Watson do a better kiss than like. Daniel Radcliffe and Bonnie Wright. Like, at least we can say that. (laughs) At least we can say that. Um, But yeah, I definitely kiss anybody and it would look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, now, Devin, he's got a little bit of a crush. But um, so did everyone during this time period with her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so I think like, I don't know. That's really what I'm thinking on the kiss. Like, I think it's just an important moment for the two of them to like acknowledge each other. And then they acknowledge it not only mentally, but physically in saying like, mm-hmm. you're the one that I want to be with. And that's you're sweet. the one that I want. <laughs> yes. We <laughs> just did a Grease episode. <laughs> really? It'll be coming out soon. Yeah. Yep. I mean, nice. at this point, it would have been out for a while, but it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes. So I like. So this kiss is fire. And I think it's fire in the movie as well. Um, But like you said, it's that agreement of passion. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I see that you, this is something that like, I mean, for books, she's been talking about the house elves. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's always been like, yeah, whatever. I'll just go along with this. But now finally, like, she's not even bringing the subject up and he's thinking about it. Like, so it just, it shows how her passion kind of like, not manipulated him, but like, uh, what's the word? He's finally acknowledging, like, yeah, it enveloped him. He like took on the passion. And then, so, so that's like, I like that piece because it, it shows him acknowledging her. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the movie, they change it and their kiss happens in the chamber of secrets. Um, And like we said, after she faces her fear to destroy the Horcrux and it shows that he believes in her. Like, I like that moment as well, because it shows that, no, you're going to like, 
she's like, I can't do this. And he says, no, you can do this. So it Mm -hmm. again shows that like continual support that he's offering her. So I think they both present Mm -hmm. good moments of their relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think the one in the book is better, Mm -hmm. but but they express a similar I do. I, I agree with you that the book is better. I disagree that I don't like the one in the movie. Okay, that's fine. Why? Um, well, so I get that he's like, okay, you can do this. But he does that in other scenes as well. So if this were like true. a scene or they had made it more of a moment mm-hmm. and then just something that was fleeting, I feel mm-hmm. like then it would have been more poignant. But um, it's sort of it's something that they just continue past. And so it appears the way that they do it it doesn't seem more of a, it seems more um, just the way they're feeling like, like their body, they had all the adrenaline from having this scary Voldemort thing coming towards them with the water. And, um, and sort of, it's just like, they already have feelings for each other, but it's more of the, like the physical versus the emotional and the the change. Oh, you feel like there's not enough of like that deliberateness to it, you know? I guess it's just, yeah, it's just the overwhelming. It's the idea of, you know, whenever it's the old trope of in the old movies, when something dramatic happens in like Indiana Jones or something, you know, they, yes. can, they almost fell off the cliff or something, you know? Right. Um, that's what I is felt. That, is that most people's reactions to adrenaline is just to go kiss somebody? Cause like, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I can't see like being in that situation. It's like, Oh God, we almost died. Now let's make out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my priorities would be focused on other things. Well, I think also in this scene, they're afraid they might die and they won't have a chance to ever Correct. admit this to each other that's again. Fair. So I think that's a little bit more, but I that's hilarious mm-hmm. to think about. It's I, just like I also love that the book scene because Harry isn't there is like he's there to remind them that like this is not the time nor the place yeah we have to stuff have to this do. snogging because <laughs> we're in the middle of a war people like come on wake up let's go move on yeah <laughs> he's like hello guys move on <laughs> we can I've been waiting for this forever but this is the wrong time yes right, right? right. all right Okay, moving on. Yes. So Ron and Hermione don't have the perfect relationship, as we've talked about. But Doesn't what is it more. that make that's true? But what is it that makes it real and relatable? Is this real or not real? We're doing some. Uh, what is it? Hunger Games. Yes. Communicating. <laughs> you, got my, you got my little. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, like I said earlier, when I was comparing like Hermione and Ron to Hermione and Harry, is like the conflict. And the fact that they don't just mesh perfectly instantaneously, the fact that there's emotional growth between the two characters and they affect each other rather than like some stories, this character is exactly the same. This character is exactly the same. And they maintain that sameness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they never change or grow or adjust at all. Uh, where I feel like Her- Her- Hermione and Ron have to, confront their own flaws and move forward and they really bring out the best in each other as people. I agree. I really do. Um, I think that it's much more, I definitely agree. It's much more real. I, I think the word I would use is authentic mm-hmm. Yeah. because, and I would say this too, it's better obviously in the book than it is in the movie. Um, it's just more, um, the characters are just more, uh, detailed in the book because mm-hmm. it's a book you have more time obviously yeah yeah um and so 
you're able to understand why they connect and why through their growth, they're able to um, love each other actually. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's not perfect and that it has yeah. its flaws, but it's something that people can relate to. Mm -hmm. And even though Ron doubts, like his doubts are annoying at times, which I've expressed already today, um, <laughs> yes. many can relate to the feeling of inadequacy. Um, I think we all at times feel that, it's just natural to feel like you're not good enough. So I like that that's part of his character. I just feel like it overshines some of his better qualities. Um, right. But moving on, they they will support each other to the end. And this is why people see them as the power couple of the series. Right. I think many see them as the better couple at times. Uh, I'm not sure if I agreed. Like, I'm kind of, I can take Ron and Hermione or I could leave them. Like, I think they're great but i also like they didn't have to be for me either yeah. right. um, um but it's a realistic relationship and i do enjoy them mm -hmm. okay well then we're moving on to our other question that Devin and i kind of answered this on the last one but i want to hear from you guys uh i'm just gonna steal it from you so you can ask the fun question Devin. cool what are your favorite books in the series you two so i expressed mine is the fourth Devin, i think you said was the fifth, fifth is that right yep. the fifth Okay, what do you guys think? Um, uh, my favorites are also like the fifth and fourth book because I really like how Harry's character is um, kind of dived into in those books. Mm -hmm. But I also, the first one will always have a special place in my heart because it was the first oh, yeah. to kind of introduce the magic and the world building Absolutely. and everything. There's something special about that one. So, you know... The way that my family had us read the books is we only were allowed to start reading the first one when we were 11, which is mm -hmm. when, um, and so I really do like the first one just because it was, um, just the way I experienced it. Um, mm -hmm. and obviously as I got older, it's like, I didn't just start reading the last book, like two, three years ago, um, mm -hmm. finished all of them a while ago, but, um, it was just really cool because it was such a different world. And that's why I think the books are so good. And the whole unit, the Harry Potter universe has been so successful because it's taking something that is normally put in medieval times or in like a totally different universe and put in ours. And so you can make it, it's much more relatable that way because you can put yourself into the situation. A hundred percent. I love that. Cool. I'm curious. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's, what's up? up? What are you? So you guys said your favorite books in the last one. What's your favorite movies? We did. We did. Okay, we talked about this <laughs> we yesterday. Did talk about it. I also still <laughs> like the fourth. It's my basicness that comes out when I'm talking about the movie. I love the fourth because of the Yule Ball. I will watch that all day long because it's mm -hmm. my comfort movie. <laughs> uh, I like the Order of the Phoenix movie. Mm -hmm. I like Phineas and Harry's relationship. Order of the Phoenix is fun. I like that one too. For sure. All right. Our last question. We made it. The important one. The important one. Do we ship it? Yes. 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 I do. <laughs> okay, good. We're on the same page. No, I don't ship it at all. Why do you ask? <laughs> Not at all. No, it's been very clear. I like Ron and Hermione. I think there's more spark to them than Harry and Ginny. Um, and that's just basically what it comes down to is I think, yeah, a lot of people will say, they're imperfect um, and they're kind of just rude to each other at first, but I think they work through those things. And that's why I think that they work. Um, but what do you guys think? What are your reasons? I agree. I think it's no relationship that remains stagnant will last. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
quotes. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that you have to have growth. And I think that that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like Ron and Hermione because they're not the perfect ideal that everyone wants. Um, but they're also more real because of that, because nobody is the ideal. And if you try to look for that in somebody else, you'll never find your significant other. Um, and so I, that's why they're my, that's why I ship them because they are authentic. Cool. Josephine. Um, yeah, I would say I ship them for a pretty similar reason. Um, also, I just really like their kind of quippy dynamic. I think their bickering is amusing and it's enjoyable to see them kind of go at it. There's a definitely underlying tension with that kind of aspect of their relationship. I think it's just interesting and not explored as much in other ship dynamics. So I like that. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Thank you guys Lovely. so much for joining us. And now you guys all know what we think. So we're going to move into our favorite part of the podcast, which I don't know if it's my favorite because sometimes I disagree, but I'm excited about this comment because I totally agree with it. Um, but so our comment for today is from Kaylee of the book was better podcast. They were on our Harry and Ginny episode. Super exciting. Um, and it was just a really great talk and this Ron and Hermione talk has been great too so I want to hear from Kaylee on what she has to say about Ron and Hermione so she says I love Ron and Hermione together because they're a non-toxic successful example of opposites attract despite how different they are their love and dedication towards each other is unwavering their relationship is also a great slow burn which I do like the slow burn trope very much um, throughout the series and I will fight anyone who thinks they don't belong together this girl is on the same wave like this us. Uh, read the books. I will go down with this ship. <laughs> we love you, Kaylee. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you so much, Kaylee. And a quick nod to them. Please go listen to their podcast. The Book Was Better podcast. They discuss books and their movie adaptations and decide whether or not the book was better. Just truly a treat. Go find them. Listen to them. They're amazing. But with that, we move on to our announcement of the next episode. And we will continue in our HP conquest of ships. In our next episode, we will be diving into the past of James and Lily Potter and Severus Snape. You know Severus Snape is in there too, <laughs> so we got to talk about it. <laughs> so this love triangle is something to feast upon and drives the development of the entire series, really. like It's a huge backstory huge. that is necessary huge. for character development. Um, so it is no wonder that it's a must to discuss in our in our podcast. So, and we know lots of you have thoughts on this. So send them our way. If you are interested in providing a comment or joining us in the future, um, in a future season three episode, please reach out through social media or email us at we ship it podcast at gmail.com. Yep. We would love to hear from you. And of course, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review. We would love your feedback, especially as we continue to embark on our third season. Um, so just a quick shout out to Noah and Josephine. I'm giving them a round of applause. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. It was super fun. Um, and yeah, if you guys, I'd love to have you back. So we can only improve. So everyone let us know what we can do better and comment on what you thought of 
Noah Josephine and my ranting today and semi Devin's ranting today as well. I'm <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, yes, I took so your thankful. part. No, or Devin, I took your part. I'm sorry. I just had to thank them for me too. Absolutely. So we're so thankful for all of you and we're especially thankful again to Noah and Josephine for joining us today. Yep. And we'll see you next time, shippers. Remember, Hermione's got nice skin. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs>